Happy Sunday and welcome to Soul Sister. Recently, I moved into my new house with my two roommates, Marissa and Abby. It's a little three-bedroom house with lots of character. It was originally built in the 50s or 60s. My bedroom's upstairs, and I have so many design ideas for my new space. While I was in North Carolina visiting family, my poppy painted a green accent wall, and now I'm ready to add things to the walls and really make it my own. That got me thinking. I think our bedrooms are extensions of ourselves. How we choose to decorate our rooms is personal. To me, my room is my safe space, and I don't feel complete if it's not complete. I don't know, maybe it's my Enneagram 4's need to carefully curate my living space. And in my old apartment, my room's vibe didn't quite match my vibe because I never took the time to decorate it. I was only in my old place for a year, but I plan to be in this house for a little bit. So before I went crazy with the power drill, I started to ask myself, what pieces of myself do I want to showcase? What parts of my identity do I want to display? And that got me thinking more about my personal self-identity. Today, we're going to talk about self-identity, a concept I've been struggling to understand recently. Self-identity encompasses all the traits and personal aspects that make up our sense of self. It's both permanent and ever-changing, growing with us as we experience life. Your self-identity is shaped by those around you. When I did a little reading on the concept, I found the quote by Chuck Palahniuk, Nothing of me is original. I am the combined effort of everyone I've ever known. And it's true. Nothing we do, nothing we think, nothing we are is ever original. To me, that can be comforting. I feel less alone when I remember that I'm not the only one struggling with who I am and that pieces of me are borrowed and shaped by others. But on the flip side, for my fellow Enneagram 4s that struggle with the need to be unique and different, this notion that nothing about us is original is probably frustrating. And I get that too. While we as humans may be the most unoriginal thing ever, because we are all doing, thinking, feeling the same things, but the pieces we choose to build our mosaic with, the combination of people, life, and our experiences makes us unique. We are living mosaics. This comparison of people to mosaics has been around for a while, but I recently saw it circulate on TikTok. As part of the trend, users shared pieces of their personalities that were inspired by people in their life. For example, I try to learn the names of plants and flowers because it always impresses me when my nanny does it. And I cook my pasta al dente because that's how my roommate Marissa cooks it. Look up Mosaic Challenge on TikTok to see some more examples. Viridian Masquerade on Tumblr posted a prose on the idea, finishing with the quote, I'm a mosaic of everyone I've ever loved, even for a heartbeat. I love that. I love the idea that our loves, no matter how permanent or fleeting they are, stay with us forever. The impact of our loved ones builds each of us into who we are. I've always struggled to form a personal identity. I'm a chameleon in my relationships and friendships. I adopt their personality, molding myself to whatever form they'd like best. Then when that relationship ends, I'm left with fragments of a personality that was built on someone else. But with this idea that I'm a mosaic, I can accept the changes and additions to myself when I love someone. As long as I am maintaining the most honest version of myself, it's okay to pick up pieces of their personality. It's a sign of intimacy, of love. 
And then with this newfound appreciation for the way our identities combine and overlap, I don't have to be angry when I see pieces of past loves in myself. I don't have to avoid reminders and similarities, like songs they showed me or roads we drive together, because they are now a piece of my mosaic. No matter how small or jagged the piece is, they are there, and I think that's a beautiful thing. So as I decorate my new space, I'm using pieces of my identity and creating something that reflects my personality. I have this gorgeous piece from the 70s that I found on Facebook Marketplace, and it's holding my TV, and an old standing mirror that reminds me of my nanny. I have a piece of artwork from my friend Megan displayed on a shelf with my poetry books. I have little thrifted trinkets and crystals all around my room. There are pieces of myself, pieces of my loves, both present and past, in my room, reminding me of every day that I am mosaic, that I am art. As you move through life collecting new pieces of yourself, I hope you understand that each piece is as beautiful as the last and as the next one. It's okay if they're different colors or sizes, if maybe the edges don't match up. That's the beauty of our identity. I always struggled with the feeling that pieces of my identity conflicted with each other. I thought the goal was to be this one-dimensional, complete reflection of whatever it is that I was doing or being. Whether that was sorority girl, pageant girl, plant girl, crystal girl, whatever it was. I thought that each of those individual things had to be my sole identity. And now I see that I can be all those things and anything else that I want to be. And you can too. And it's okay if pieces of your identity seem a little stereotypical or surface level. Sometimes I get insecure and feel that pieces of myself make me predictable or uncool, like how I love Taylor Swift and iced coffee. It's okay for me to laugh at those parts of me, but I also enjoy those parts. To truly practice self-love, I have to accept all parts of me, even those that are a little laughable, even those that others might see as shallow. I think fully accepting yourself can't be achieved if you're worried about what other people think of you. To practice self-love, you can't be consumed by the judgment of others. For me, getting to that point was a learning process. I had to learn to prioritize my opinions of myself instead of constantly worrying about what other people thought about me. Because when I'm worrying about what other people think, I can't figure out my own interest or my own passions and my true, honest self. Maybe you don't have any idea of who you are. Maybe you're in a transitional stage of who you might have been and who you are becoming. Growing to understand yourself and your identity takes time and work. Something that's really helped me recently is incorporating more intentional alone time in my life. I'm alone all the time. And if you know me, you know I hate being alone. I get in my head and completely spiral into a depression when I'm isolated. So to avoid feeling trapped in my alone time, I've started to do things that are freeing. I go to the park and read, or I make myself a meal. I give love through quality time and acts of service, so I should give myself love in those same ways. Being alone doesn't have to be a negative thing. We are perfectly complete when we are alone. Alone does not equal lonely, and I think I get the two mixed up. Alone time gives us the chance to really listen to our thoughts and needs, to connect with ourselves on a deeper level. In the solitude, we find ourselves. So when you're struggling to understand yourself, 
Take time to really sit with yourself and find comfort in being alone. Use intentional alone time to really explore the person that you're becoming. This doesn't include mindless, numbing things like scrolling through social media for hours. You have to choose enriching things that recharge you, not further drain you. For me, I like to journal. I think it's important to communicate self-love with the same love language that you use with others, so make sure you're doing that. Do things that help you explore your passions. Try new things. Identify things you value. Take the time to really visualize your ideal self and work toward it. You can't really love yourself if you don't even know who you are. So I think the first step to genuine, deep self-love is discovering who you are. I think that's enough for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, give a share in your socials for me. All right, drink some water, go outside, read a book, choose yourself today. Make it a good one. Bye.